running the sound and doing this. So, <laughs> um, We're going to talk a little bit about having a budget. So, I'll, I'll ask for a little bit of participation, just a little bit. Who has a budget? Raise your hand. Who has a budget? And who then who religiously follows that budget? And then most of the hands go down. Yeah, that's usually what we see. Um, having a budget is uh, a daunting task for a lot of people. And I talk to hundreds of people where, yeah, a budget's a good idea, and we've started it maybe a hundred times and never really followed through with it. So hopefully after today, I'll give you an easy way to start a good budget, some of the reasons behind it. And uh, I think since I'm the singles teacher, this is probably a very good one for our singles because if you can get that down before you get married, then, uh, you, you know, you'll be, all, you'll be all the more ready. And since over half of the marriages that end in divorce, they end because of financial problems, um, it's, it's incredibly important to make sure you know where your money goes. So if I ask everyone individually, where does your money go? And hopefully you could have a general idea of where it goes. I will say most people that I've talked to about this, they have no idea where it goes. So I can help that. I'll borrow a quote and show you a slide from last time, but... Uh, a quote from Brother Kurtman's uh, lesson last week was, command your wealth, else it will command you. So if you're going to command something, what do you have to do? You have to tell it what to do. If you're going to command your kids, then you're going to have to tell your kids what to do. So you're going to have to tell your money where it is it needs to go and allocate that. So last time we talked about um, saving money, and we're going to focus on Ways to save our money. So, I like to think of this in a five-bucket approach, okay? So, imagine we have five buckets to put our money in. And the first bucket are bills. So, that's the number one bucket is our bills. And and they they consist of some things that we have to have and are very consistent and that don't change. And they consist of some things that um, we think may be necessities, uh, but we've required those to be on a monthly basis. So we're talking about things that are just on a monthly basis. The next bucket would be an emergency fund. And you hear a lot of people talk, well, you need to have an emergency fund. Well, what is an emergency fund and what's it used for? We'll hopefully answer that question. The next bucket is a savings bucket. And the emergency bucket and the savings bucket often get confused as to what they are. So we'll hopefully define that. The next one is a retirement slash legacy bucket, uh, which is biblical in Proverbs. It says how we're supposed to provide a, an inheritance to our children's children. Now, if we're going to do that, and be, that's a good man, Proverbs says, then we have got to do some real planning to be able to provide an inheritance to our children's children. 
Um, so we'll talk a little bit about that. And a bucket called the Never Money Bucket. And I'll explain that at the end. Just as important as the rest of them. So, you get your paycheck. Where does your money go? Well, most of the time it goes to this one bucket called uh, the bills. That's where it needs to go first. And secondly, it needs to go to the other two buckets, the emergency bucket and the savings bucket. And that is primary to start the, to start off a good budget is to have money going to all three of those. And I think they should go to them at the same time. I'll explain that a little bit later. So what are bills? Everybody probably knows what bills are, right? Um, some things that we may classify as bills may not really be bills. So, um, so there's two types of bills, the static and the variable. And the static, when I talk about those, I'm talking about things that stay the same. And some examples would be our house payment, maybe electricity, phone, water, trash, those things that are constant. We, we, we have to have them. No matter where we go, we're going to have these expenses. Uh, so those are the ones that most people have that, that stay the same. Some other ones that are variable that we can control but are still necessary are food. You know, you don't have to eat out every day. You don't have to buy the most expensive food. Uh, those are some variables. There's, it's necessary that we have what we eat, but uh, those are some things that we can control the spending. Clothing, gas, transportation, all those are, all those are really important when you're considering um, maintaining a lifestyle because they're important. You can't get to work if you don't have money for gas. So that's why we're classifying them as bills. And this would be the most important bucket that we use. The next one is the emergency fund. Now, what's an emergency fund? Anybody? When your car breaks down. Well, maybe. <laughs> Here's a definition of an emergency fund. It's an unexpected and sudden event that must be dealt with urgently. Okay? So, your car breaking down could be a case for an emergency fund. If you bought a brand new car and it blows up, then that may be an emergency where you have to replace the car. But if you have a car that's 10 years old, and it has 300,000 miles on it, the chances of that car not making it much longer is very good that it will not do that. So that's really not an unexpected or sudden event. It may happen. You don't know when it's going to happen, but it's expected. These are the things I would classify as um, an emergency fund, what an emergency fund would be for it would be things like loss of job, some kind of unexpected and sudden medical experience or death of a certain, you know, of your spouse or something like that. Something that you're just not expecting for, things that you can't really plan for. This is what an emergency fund is for. So what is not an emergency fund? Well, it's an expected and not sudden event. Now, lots of people classify this emergency fund as, 
you know, whenever your hot water heater goes out or car tires or a new roof or furnishings. These really aren't emergencies if you think about them because you know that your car tires only last a certain time frame, right? I mean, we're going to get, what, 30, 60, 75,000 miles out of a set of tires. So we pretty much know, depends on how you drive, right? (laughs) We pretty much know when you need to replace your tires. So that's not really something that we would class, I would classify as what we would say for an emergency fund. So what are these things? Well, going back to our buckets, which one of those buckets would that be? Well, if it's not an emergency fund, then it's probably a savings account where you are deliberate in, okay, I know that I'm going to need tires in so many, so much time. So... I'm going to set aside so much money every month. I'm going to budget for it because I'm sure that I'm going to need tires in two years or whatever the case may be. So so a savings account. The importance between the difference in in a savings account and an emergency account, I really think that they're, they're equal. I think they're just as important as paying your bills because what happens is, is if you don't have an emergency fund, and you're not saving for those things that are expected and sudden, and they happen, you have to, you, you cannot leave your roof leaking. I mean, you only have so many pots and pans in your house. So you have to prepare for that, and you have to take care of it. So if you haven't properly planned for it, what do most people do? They go into debt for it because I've got to. I can't leave a hole in my roof. You know, I cannot, my tire is blown. I cannot just drive on the rim. I have to buy tires, those kinds of things. So, I mean, they're all very, very important. Now, I found this pretty interesting. I don't know why this isn't working. But the average savings by age, now this may be a little disappointing. It was for me a little bit. But uh, can you guess what? 35 and under, what the average savings in retirement, emergency fund, um, everything. What is the average amount of money that people have saved in either of those? Want to take a guess? How much money would a 25 to 35-year-old have saved by the time they're 35 years old? Zero, it's a little higher than zero. <laughs> I tell you, lots of 35-year-olds that, I've, that have come into my office, have, it's been a big zero. But it's actually about $6,306. If you're 35, and save $6,306. That's the average. How about 35 to 40? 22460 That means no matter if you're... you're uh, uh, 35 to 44, the average American has saved at that point 22460 That's they save for retirement, they save for savings, they save for an emergency fund. Okay? So, in 55 to 64, the average 55 to 64-year-old has saved approximately $70,000, 69000 and some change. So... <laughs> 
what does this tell you? Is this good or is this bad? This is not good. Um, 55 to 64-year-old, most people are looking for retirement during that time, and that will not get them there, generally speaking. So that's the average. This stuff doesn't come by accident. It doesn't happen um, just because. You have to be diligent in planning for it. And obviously, the earlier you start, the better it is. The smaller the numbers are. But starting is what's important if you haven't started. And if you're not meeting those current needs or goals, you don't know what you should be saving for, and you're just putting money away for no reason, then lots of times that money will command you as to what it's going to do. Like, I just saw that new car, and I've saved up this money, and I'm 50, and so I'm going to buy it, you know, $50,000 or whatever. Because... They didn't have a purpose for it. I always ask people, okay, what is this money for? What is your money for? Every dime of it. What do you have it doing? What is it, what do you, why do you have it? Why do you have a savings account? Why do you have an emergency fund? And you really need to be able to answer those questions. So, what to save for? You need to prioritize a list. Make a list. What is the most immediate need? So what are we most in need of? Or what is coming up as quickly? What can't we do without? The car needs tires. What is it that we can't do without? And once you save for those things, then you can save for the fun things, the things that you may want. But I don't think we should be trying to save for those kinds of things you know, saving for a brand new car when we know we're going to have to replace the water heater, the roof, and the tires. You know, those things need to be need to be first. But that's something that you and your wife need to figure out, you and your husband. So here's some things to save for, just like we just our list before: car tires, new roof, furnishings, hot water heater. Now, how much to save? So how do you figure out how much it is we need to save? Well. If car tires are an average of $100 a tire, then you need to save about $400. So let's say you need to do that in two years. That's 17 bucks a month over two years. I don't know. Maybe it's a year. I don't know how much you drive. A new roof, average of $2,500. These are national averages. I just looked them up. could be different. doesn't really matter. Maybe you need a new roof in five years. Maybe that's the time when you need it. Well, that's 42 bucks a month. Maybe you're, you know, your furniture, you're um, sleeping on the floor and you need, need some furniture. I don't know. Or your chair's broken and you need to save $1,100 in a year. That's $92 a month. A water heater average, $800. Five years, maybe you need to replace it in five years, $13 a month. Vehicle, maybe you need a vehicle in four years. That's $417 a month. This is just for example purposes. I don't know what your list is, but this is part of having a good budget. Is okay, what do we need to be saving for? And then putting our money there to save for it and having a a real direct plan with real numbers as to what you need to be saving for on it every month. So that's a total of $580 per month.
Okay. These buckets up here, the bills, we usually need that money now. When we're talking about an emergency fund, um, I know there's some controversy over that and lots of people disagree, but I personally think three months' worth of income is what you need at minimum in an emergency fund. Because if you think about it, let's just say that one of you, you know, your, your husband or your wife passes away. You need some immediate money to take care of your bills and whatever expenses may come up with that unexpected or sudden event. So I think three months' worth of income, which may be able to be dragged out for about six months' worth of expenses if something happened. Savings things need to be, in my opinion, one to five years in time frame. If you get past five years, I think it kind of drops off. You know, you save for, for two years or whatever, unless it's a really big purchase. You know, you don't need to be saving five years for a $200 expense, you know, saving three bucks a month. You know, that, that just that kind of defeats the purpose. So focusing on these three buckets and our little guy waving his paycheck. I took a round number here about how much somebody may make in a year. Okay, If you make $50,000 in a year, which is pretty average for around here, that's $4,167 per month. Okay, Let's break that down a little bit as to where that money is going to go. Okay, We're a liberal soul, so we're giving 15% of that money a month to the church, and that's $625. We're going to pay about $667 in taxes. The electricity is going to run about maybe 150 Phone, 75, water, 10, insurance, 250, house payment, 1,000, food, 300, gas, 250, maintenance, um, 75, and that's a total of $3,402 a month of just bills going toward that. I don't know what yours looks like, but this is something that you may want to consider Figuring out if you're going to have a budget is where, where does our money go? That's uh, after we pay our bills at $765 left over. Now, back to our quote. If you don't command your wealth, it will command you. If you don't tell this money where to go, guess what? You won't know where it went <laughs> when, it's, when the end of the month comes. I guarantee it. So I get the opportunity to talk to lots of people about this kind of stuff. And if I had a dollar for everyone that says we don't have any money to be saving anything, it just goes out the door. Um, I do a little exercise with them that I'm going to show you in a minute. Uh, that is super, super simple. It's almost laughable it's so simple. But then they realize where that extra money goes. Because if you don't tell it where to go, you don't know. You, you, it'll just disappear. It'll go through the holes in the bottom of your checking account bucket. It just will. So we're prioritizing now. So what's the most immediate need? And maybe if you decide as a, you know, as a couple that uh, you need new car tires, a water heater, and a new roof. And those are the things that we really need. We can live without the furnishings, and we really don't need a new car in four years. That was just a hopeful thing, which is okay to do. 
So if we do that a month, we still have $693 left over. So where does that money go in a good budget? Where will that go? Well, it should, if you have zero in the emergency fund, it should go to the emergency bucket, all of it. All of it that you don't spend needs to go into an emergency account. Now, you can do this however you want to. Most people that do this and have stuck to it that I have followed through with this, they have separate accounts for the bills, the bucket, the emergency fund, and the savings account. Separate accounts. So you put it all in one account, it all gets pushed together, and then you have access to it. And lots of us, when we have access to this extra money, tend to think, well, I really want that. And I can just borrow this month from it. And then it's borrowed next month from it. And before long, you're not really saving anything. You're, you're back in the thing. So that's why I say every month when the check comes in, have three separate accounts where money's going to. Bills, emergency, and savings accounts. Lots of times I will say, okay, in your, however you pay your bills in your checking account, you need to have two months' worth of money to pay bills. So in this case, about $6,800 ought to be in there at all times. So when you pay those bills, $3,400, if the electricity bill is higher than expected one month, then you have a little extra in there. But that is only for bills, nothing else. And then you have another bucket and you another account where you're putting, you're writing a check to, putting it in an emergency account. And another account where you're putting it in savings. And when you get those statements, just throw them away so you won't know how much is in there. It'll help you out, I promise. <laughs> so that's $10,500 that we're shooting for in our emergency fund. That will take you saving this about 15 months to build that up to about $10,500 if you earn no interest on that money. So when it gets above 10500 then what do you do? Is that when you can go blow it? Well, we have two more buckets that we need to fund. The retirement bucket and then the never bucket. And so when you get that emergency account up there, you have arrived financially. And then you can start, in my opinion, start saving for your retirement. Start saving to leave that legacy, the inheritance. And then fund this never bucket, which I'll get to. Okay. All this is a lot of information. And you notice I didn't pass around the little budget sheet for you to fill out and mark off how much you spend on each thing. And I didn't I did I thought about doing that, but I didn't do it on purpose because here's the challenge. Okay. Most people find that I've that I've talked to about this find that a little daunting to go through figure out how much it is. So here's what I say. 30 days isn't going to kill anyone, probably. Hopefully not. But take 30 days and don't change your spending habits at all. Save all your receipts and write down everything that you spend. Okay. 30 days. At the end of that 30 days, you and your wife, or you if you're single, sit down and look where your money go went. And then start prioritizing that list. Okay, I have to spend this money. If I don't pay my rent payment on my apartment, they will kick me out. I must pay that. So, you know, prioritizing that list. 
And then from there, I think you'll be able to figure it out on your own how much you really could be saving versus what you're actually spending. To me, that's a lot easier than trying to figure it out over right now when everything's just been, you know, all this information has been hit with you. And, you know, if you don't have a good strict budget that you're, you're, you're on and you don't follow everything that you spend, it's a good idea to do that every now and then. Fine. Okay, what am I spending this month? Just take a month and just, just figure that out. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask if there's any questions because I've been talking a lot. And I know we don't, haven't done this, but anybody have any questions about this? So I don't, I don't want to be unclear. Or anything that you think that I should have done, should have said. Yes. The charity bucket. Yeah. And, and, that's, and that's good. Maybe you have another bucket where you're putting it away. You're saving. Uh, maybe it's another category under our savings bucket where we are putting away money in case someone needs it, providing for others. And Brother Kurtman mentioned that before, that, that we should be doing that. Mm-hmm. Tithe and offering. Yeah, you're right. So we're supposed to give tithe and offering, so sorry. You're right. Yes. What about it? Well, I think you have to. I think you have to save for it. I think that's a savings item in your budget. If you're going to have, her question was, what if you? Have, what about recreation? You know, you want to do some things. Well, I think that needs to be on your priority list. Okay, so we would like to take a vacation in a year. Well, you can start saving for that for about how much you think you're going to spend whenever you're going to take that vacation. Um, I think that's a savings item, and I, you know. I think it's important. I think there may be, you know, once you've got the things that you can't do without taken care of and you're putting money away from that, then I think those are the fun things that you should be saving for. I think you should save for fun things. This would get really boring if you didn't. Things that you want. Savings account. Yeah, I, I just, you know, I, I made a few mistakes when I was uh, with trying to help people with the budget when uh, four or five years ago when I, four years ago when I uh, started helping people do some of this stuff. Uh, but I found that it's really not an, it's not an easy thing, especially for a younger person, um, you know, who, uh, people that have a good job. And lots of times people say, well, I'll just make more money when I'm in my 40s, and then I'll start saving. Well, I, I know some, <laughs> some very good people who make a lot of money, uh, doctors and business owners and that kind of stuff. And they don't have budgets. They don't have them. And they make a lot of money. Um, and more times than not, they have no money saved, even though they make a lot of money, because they don't know where it goes and it, it commands them. They buy a bigger house. You know, they go on bigger vacations. They do all those kinds of things. So that's not the antidote to a budget as well. I'll just make more money to cover those costs whenever they come. 
No, you need to take what you have, what you're making now, and plan out for it. So, retirement and legacy. A lot of people think that you shouldn't save for retirement because, well, I'll just work until I die, right? Well, that's probably not going to happen because there may be a time where you can't work. And I don't know when that is or what you do, uh, but you need to prepare in case something happens where you can't work. Or because some people just don't want to retire, and that's fine. But you may be forced to retire. And, you know, um, the economy and the job market and that kind of thing, I've seen a lot of people that have been forced to retire. And if you're not saved and planned up for that thing, you know, that can be re- really devastating to a person. So you need to also know how much uh, you need in case you do retire. And, again, the importance of leaving a legacy in that verse, a good man leaveth an inheritance to his children's children. So after you've taken care of those three buckets, the bills, the emergency, and the savings, in this retirement bucket is also what I'm going to term as this legacy bucket or the inheritance bucket. So how much? Okay. In retirement, most people will say you need 80 to 100% of your current income in retirement, whenever that is, 65, 70, 75, whenever that may be. So you want to obviously start saving for that soon. So I want to just show you the cost of waiting. So in your budget, you say, well, I can save out of that, I can save $250 a month for my retirement, wherever you are. That's $8.33 a day, by the way. So, if you start that at age 25, you'll have approximately $538,000 by the time you're 65. Now, if you started at age 35, $250 a month, how much money do you think you'll have when you're 65? Much less. Drastically less. Ten years makes a huge difference. That's uh, 236000 If you started at age 45, that's 96000 And being generous, if you started at age 55, that's about 31000 Factored in a couple of things, a modest interest rate and that kind of stuff. But the cost of waiting, it would be the same no matter what you put it in. The difference between those is, is fairly astronomical. I think it's important... Here, if we're going to provide a legacy to our kids, which we should do, that we also teach them how to save and how to budget. And that is missed. Because most people don't want to talk about their finances because it's a private thing and they don't teach their kids about it. Um, If I ask, and I won't, but if I ask how many of your parents taught you how to save and how to budget and how to properly plan, my experience has been that less than 10% would raise their hand and say that. Maybe different in here. But I think that is so critical because the sooner somebody gets started, obviously, the better off that they are. The more that they can do, the more that they can provide for others when, when th- those kinds of needs come. But if you're not providing for yourself and meeting those staple needs and you know that you have to have to live and just living paycheck to paycheck, We'll never be able to f- to fulfill that biblical uh, uh, 
whatever that God has said that we should be doing, should be providing for, for other people and being, being able to be generous. So what is my number? Now, this is also a national average. Um, if you are 45 with $40,000 in a retirement savings and want to retire at age 65, your income is $75,000 a year, and you think you need 80% of it in retirement. Here's it. You're going to need about $575,000 when you retire. And adjust that for inflation, you're going to need just over $1 million when we, when we take inflation in there. So at age 45, and by the way, this is a time when most financial professionals see people, or at least it is in my experience and the other of my friends that I've talked to, is that you start seeing people around 45 to 50 years old, and they say, what do we need to do to retire? And this is lots of times the case. And I say, work longer. <laughs> because that what you would need to save for that is... $1,750 a month, or about 28% of your income, before taxes, before tithe, to make that happen. Now, if you start when you're 35, 10 years, that number's cut by over two-thirds of what you would need to save. It comes out to be more about 8 or 9% of your income. And that is definitely a doable thing for most people. So that's retirement and leaving a legacy. And I think the most important thing is just to get started, to do something. Um, take care of those other needs first and then address this. Now, anybody have any questions on that? Nobody? So I hope what you got out of that is... If you're single and in my class or younger, you need to start like right now because that's the best time to do it. And if you haven't done it, then shame on you and put something in there, whether it's a dollar or something. Just start something because once you start saving for something, then you see that build up and you satisfy that need, then... You tend to want to do that more. You see how easy it is and your lifestyle adjusts. And I think the, pro the big problem that we have today is that we won't adjust our lifestyles to our income. And we don't really think about anything that could happen or might happen in the future. And so, you know, we kind of have a budget, but mostly we don't have a budget. And if you're going to do these things, then you really have to be very diligent about, about saving for them. Now, this never bucket. Anybody want to guess what that is? What's that? Poverty. <laughs> no. April. Yes, it's life insurance. It is life insurance. It's mostly life insurance. 
Now, why would I talk about life insurance? I'm not trying to sell life insurance. I'm just, this is the reason most people don't even consider this never bucket. Let me ask you a question. What if something happened to you? You're 40 years old. You're 35 years old. What if something happened to you and your wife doesn't work and you have three kids? Then what do you do? It's not as easy as just, okay, well, she can go to work. And the emergency fund is going to dissipate very, very quickly. And if you something happens to them before retirement, lots of times that money is inaccessible during that time. Or was only made so that you can live from 65 to 85, and now you're 45, and it's not going to last that long. So, you know, this is just being, to me, it's just taking care of your family, plain and simple. You need to figure out how much, if something were to happen to you, how much income would my wife need in order to sustain her life? Sustain her life. Maybe for my kids to go to college so that they're not scraping by and so that we don't put them in the poor house if something happens to them or where they have to rely on somebody else. And, you know, the principle of the day is always start earlier doing this. The earlier you do this, the cheaper it is. Um, it, it's kind of a, uh, gets you in two different ways, but, you know, I think you need to save for the other buckets first. But I do think you need to just as quickly as you can get to this one because you want to protect this legacy, this stuff that you've been working for so that you can still, even if something tragic happens to you, provide an inheritance for your children's children. I mean, the verse doesn't say, you know, only provide an inheritance to your children's children if you live to 85. No, I mean, it says it, it would apply to all of us. So, you know, that is uh, really important. And I think in considering that, you need to figure out, okay, well, I should replace my income and pay everything off if I, if I do have any debt or have accumulated any debt. So, last thing, and I don't have a slide up here, but uh, I've been more and more convinced. So, you've worked hard, very hard, to save your money. And you've done all this. You've got an emergency account. You've got a savings account. You have a retirement account. And you funded your never money. Uh, and the reason why, if you haven't picked up on why it's never, is because you will put money in there and you will, ne- you will never see it. Somebody else will. So that's never money to you. Um, so you've done all those things. I think uh, lots of times, and I know lots of times, you've accumulated all this stuff, but you don't protect it. And we live in a, uh, a uh, very legal society where if you don't properly protect what you've accumulated, um, the government can come and tax that and take sometimes up to 50%, 47% of, your, of your, what you've planned, your estate. And that's not, that can be avoided. Um, I personally believe that every person ought to have a trust if you have kids in a house. And a trust is just a, a legal document that when something happens to you, 
it immediately goes where you want it to. So something happens to you, ownership of your home immediately goes to your kids or wherever you want it to. You can also, if you have children, say something happens to both of us. I want my kids to go to such and such a person. And I want the money that we've accumulated to be spent this way. Um, You need some sort of plan in case something happens so that you can protect that from other people getting it, whether it be the government or whether it be other people, uh, family members that you didn't intend for, for it to happen. I mean, it's your money. If you've budgeted, if you've protected it and saved for it, then you need to dictate exactly where it goes. And you need to do that while you're living, as well as when something happens to you, uh, if something happens to you at, at death. So I think especially as Christians, you don't want unsaved people taking your kids or even some saved people that don't have the same standards or you wouldn't want your kids being raised up in that um, or may spend all your money. And, you know, that's not what you're saving for. So that's 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 also, to me, a very important component of, of all this to tie it together. Now, a few more minutes. Lots of information. Anybody have any questions about any of that? Yes. I would th- I would put it in the savings. Yeah. Because you you know have a certain if you have kids that are going into college, you know if they were just born they're going to need it in about 18 years. You can figure out how much college is going to cost in 18 years on average, and save for that on a monthly basis. Because lots of people take their uh, retirement fund and pay for that stuff, and you know that you don't you don't want to do that because that's taking away from your lifestyle. Something happens to you and your your legacy. Anything else? Who thinks they can do a budget? <laughs> Maybe thirty days. Write it down. It's really just that easy. I'm telling you what. If you write that stuff down and know where your money's going, it becomes a whole lot easier to prepare for, for things and see, well, I really shouldn't be spending my money on this. And say, well, I'm just not going to spend it anymore on that. So, all right. Brother Kirtman.